Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Your favorite podcast and show. We are super pumped to be with you this week because we get to talk about college football that happened on our television screens, and in Jared's case, in front of his own eyeballs. We have a week zero recap, and we're going to be talking a little bit about some BYU news that dropped. Now, get ready for the episode, but before we head into it, Please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod and check out our website, RoyalStrongAndTrue.com, where you will be able to find all of the weekend watch guides that Jared is working hard on and posting that will help you understand your college football watching sessions better and how each game is more relevant to BYU. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo! Go Tigers! But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go for your death strike! Let's back this bullet. Let's go wild, Let's go, baby. Let's go. I can't see the ball! We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. For this spot, not here. Go, 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 go. Welcome in listeners to yet another episode of the best podcast. See. See. Um, Hi. Hi. We'll get right into it by asking you all to get find a shoe rack. A shoe rack. I I have one of those in my closet. We have an extra one at the moment. Oh. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. Okay. Okay. So, nice big marketplace. Always good. Yeah. Put your shoes on it. Okay. To clean house. And why are we cleaning our house, you might ask? We have an anniversary party. Oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. The day we are recording this is the one year anniversary of our first podcast episode. Let's clap it up. For ourselves, everybody, give yourself a pat on the back here. All right, there we go. All of our listeners, well, clap it up for you guys too. Yes, thank you. Let us reminisce a little bit on the, this past year of podcasting. You know, football season's been an adventure. The off season of football season has been also a less spectated adventure. <laughs> uh, but I, I just think back to that very first episode that we did. It was just Dan was. Still in India at the time, maybe? Question mark? No, no, you weren't in uh, India. I don't even remember. You were gone. No summer. idea. India was this summer. <laughs> yeah. What was I doing? I don't remember. Dan was gone, so it was just Jared and I, and we recorded the episode all the way through, going on for like an hour and 30 minutes, when we realized oh, that the yeah. recording had cut out at like the 15-minute <laughs> mark. So we had to re-record everything, and we did it a lot shorter, more compact, and I think we actually learned a lot from that experience, so. Yeah. <laughs> Always check the record. From now on, every time I record, I have brought up on the side of my computer the recording lab. Just to make sure it's going. Keep an eye on that. Um, if we were really prepared, we would have put together a bunch of sound bites from all of our favorite episodes and stuff. But we literally just found out it was the anniversary like five minutes ago. Yeah. So you don't get yeah. one of those. I'm Sorry. not making Instagram post about it. I don't know. It depends yeah. if I have time. Then I have to order some textbooks and stuff. So. School is starting. Yeah, first day of school. So uh, go? welcome back to school. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, I only oh, have one class, but. Oh. <laughs> I had four and a half hours of class today. I oh, had nice. Well, I had five classes. 
<laughs> but the last one got canceled. So. Oh, hey. solid. Yeah. Yeah, There's something. first day. We love cancel classes. Off to a good start. <laughs> wow. Well, happy anniversary, everyone. Yes. Happy anniversary. You listeners, um, comment your favorite podcast memory. If you oh, have yeah, let's do yeah. that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll post something let's about it being our anniversary. We want to hear what your guys' favorite memories were. Um, or least or, favorite. Or least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that sucked. Tell us. <laughs> this will be fun. This, this will be fun. Be fun. <laughs> Remember to be responding to the stuff that we post on our Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. It is a lot more fun when you guys are responding and interacting. We get a lot more fun out of it ourselves, and it's more fun for the listeners as well. So just, yeah, make sure you're responding. At us. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yes. Come at us. Uh, next up, it would not be Royal Strong and True without a sliver of proper football. Proper? Proper football. Yes. Proper. The BYU soccer team. The only official BYU soccer team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They happen to be women, but you know they're soccer it's players. Brigham Young. They are the soccer team. Yeah, yeah. the BYU soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, they just barely had a game oh. this afternoon. Okay. Um, it's kind of a weird timing. Started at three o'clock on a Monday on the first day of class. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely terrible. Um, they played host to number twenty-five Colorado, and mm-hmm. ended with a two-two draw. Mm. Mm. So you know it's a rank rank team. They tied. It's early season, not terrible, but I think the good thing for the fans is that you could tell that they're disappointed in tying a team yes. like Colorado. They want to be beating teams like that, which tells you a lot about their ambitions this season. That's true. Uh, so. They also beat the Ohio State University uh, on what was it Friday two yeah. 0 uh, yeah, from Jamie last Shepherd, week. So. Yeah. yeah, it was a rough week for uh, the alternate teams of our good friends Jared and Dan right here. Yes. Ohio State got yeah. schnabernockered, and Duke also took an L to BYU women's volleyball. But that means more dubs for the Cougars. That's true. And yep. that I can toast to. As can I. Clink, clink, baby. Now let's talk about some BYU football because we got some BYU football news. We're not going to go super in-depth because this next episode that will be coming out on Friday will be a BYU week one preview and you will need to know everything in order to keep up with the game. But we do have some news. First off, the uniforms are announced. Oh baby. Alright. It's all white. Okay. Guess what color the trim is? Mm, navy. There's two options. <laughs> <laughs> it's navy. It's navy. Navy trim. How do you guys feel about it? Uh my here's my problem. Okay. Of all the Navy uniforms, I think this is the best one? Question okay. mark? Yeah, I, sure. I, it's up there. It's right? the least amount of Navy incorporated into the <laughs> uniform. Exactly. Yeah. So thus, it must be the best of the worst. Yeah. Um, my problem is that we wore these exact same uniforms against South Florida Ooh. in 2019, Ooh. where we lost, Ooh. and Jaron got concussed. Oh. So, hmm. either BYU football is A... Completely incompetent and does not believe in jinxes that are real. Possible. Or they are staring superstition in the face and daring it to take control. Which I do not like either of those options. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Um, I think honestly we can just throw out this uniform combo. Like, okay. do we, if oh. we're going to wear white, do we need navy trim? No, we, we can just wear the royal trim. What's wrong with the royal? I, I think everybody can agree the <laughs> white with royal trim looks What's the point? Oh, it looks What's so the point much better. of white with navy? 
I don't know. I don't, I don't That's just it. my thoughts on this one. And let's be honest, it's going to look like black to everybody except BOU fans that know what color it is. Yeah. It's going to look like black on TV, in yep. the stands. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Uh, second problem. Okay. In the pictures, the helmets, and I know it's obviously photoshopped and it's edited. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. The helmets looked a little cream to me. What? They did not look all the way white. Hold I, on. No, 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 no. I, I don't on. think that's right. That, that's got to be the editing. It's got to be the lighting. There I is hope so. No way that they are bringing the cream back. I just I, don't believe it. I don't I, believe it. I hope so. I'm just saying, it's not like tan. But I remember back in the day, like mm. Max Hall era, a little bit after that, the helmets were like clearly a different shade of white than the jerseys, and it looked kind of gross. No, that's white. That's right. Are we're, we looking at this picture? We're looking at the pictures again. Yeah, I'm white. looking at the picture. Can you guys see it? Maybe yeah. it's just me because I'm like so Even scarred Even on the top this. left corner, you go to the top left corner, boom. Pants, yeah. jersey, helmet. It says it's a white helmet. Okay, I, I just... It I, might just look a little off because it's a different material. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I think I, it's supposed to be white. I, I know it's supposed to be white. I'm just worried that when you look on TV, it's going to be like cream white like and then white. Off. And you're going to be like... This this whole conversation right here just goes to show how much of uniform conspiracy theorists we are here on the <laughs> Royal Strong and True podcast. Uniforms do matter. Absolutely, Jinxes are real. Jared, I don't care. You don't have to say that because I know you're interning with Greg Rebel right now, so I don't want you to have to put that out there for him to hear. But blink twice if jinxes are real. I cannot. I can neither confirm nor deny what just happened. I just the other day I noticed Greg Rebel's Twitter bio. <laughs> One of the things is. Jinxes are not a thing. Yep. That's something an announcer would say. Yeah, that <laughs> is definitely... That is totally Gregor Bell. That's something someone with guilt would say. In other news, on the post announcing the uniform combination, we had Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, and Cody Epps. Noticeably absent, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney, if you are going to use the wide receivers. Now, we were asking beforehand, are they telling us something? But then we had some reporters ask that same question. And we got some kind of weird responses as to whether or not Gunner and Puka are going to be playing on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Jake Hatch of the, let's see, KSL, I believe. Yeah, correct. Jake KSL. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, correct. Um, he said a couple of things about this. He was talking about how um, Puka and Gunner have not been cited in practice recently. And he was, he literally said, do not expect to see them in the game on Saturday. Now, he's just a reporter, so this obviously yeah. is not coming from the top. Speculation. But it does worry me that they were not in the graphic. I f- this is digging deeper into the conspiracy theories, for sure. But it does worry me that they were not on the graphic. Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried yet. I mean, something could be up, or it could be nothing. Yep. Maybe they're holding them out of practice as a precaution, or maybe they're out for eight weeks. We really just don't know. Um, On the depth chart, they are listed first, which, I mean, I don't know if that includes injuries or not. But, yeah, as far as me, I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You know, Kalani being as cryptic and weird as he always is. We love Kalani, but, you know, his uh, press conference skills aren't always the most um, charismatic, I guess is the word you can use. Anyway, Kalani basically just said, nobody's out for the season immediately after. But then... That's good. That's a good sign. Yeah, but he's... 
I yeah, think like, anyone was I'm expecting our guys to play, but nobody's out for the season. Like, yeah, like nobody else. Like, why, why are you bringing that up, Kalani? <laughs> but he did come out wow. and say, you know, he is expecting guys to play, and they are listed as number one on the depth chart, both Puka right. and yeah. Gunner. Does that mean they'll play? No. Do we need to play them against USF? That's going to be an interesting question. Hopefully, we have the line of scrimmage dominance that we need to just let Chris Brooks carry us along the victory while Jaron Hall can use the the you know the one A's, the twos, the threes of the wide receiver core to pick apart that defense and handle business as we prepare for Baylor more rested. And I think that is the bigger question here: is does it matter? Right? Yeah. yeah. Because. If they if they don't play for some weird reason and our conspiracy theories are right as they normally are, um, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna matter. We should be we should have the O line and the D line to handle these people the this team the USF Bulls. Um, speaking of the O line, tradition or transition, it was good this time. Nice. Um, we have some captains uh, oh. for the offense and the defense. <laughs> okay. Blake Freeland. Clark Barrington, two O linemen as offensive captains, and then you got Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. On defense, Peyton Wilgar, Caleb Hayes, Keenan Peely, Lorenzo Fawatea, and assistant co-captain representing special teams, Ryan Rakow. Nice. Johnny Linehan would be proud. Yep. Gotta have the punter be captain on the team. Punters are people too. Punters are people too. Now, shout out to that one ex-BYU punter who also had a second MMA fight and won by knockout again. Oh my gosh. Technical knockout, I guess. Sure. Let's go. So, yeah. Wow. Can't remember his name, but Yeah, I, I can't remember, remember his name either, but he was wearing Pat McAfee sponsored shorts. So. Oh, nice. Sponsored so, by Pat McAfee. Nice. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, Kalani's quote. Uh-huh. He was asked about injuries. Yep. He said, guys will play. <laughs> That's what, we've guys. talked about coaches giving like political answers and yeah. not saying anything. I think this is the best example out of all. <laughs> he said, "Guys will play in our game this week." I mean, guys will play. That goes without saying. <laughs> Thanks. Eleven of Breaking our guys news. will be on the field. At Breaking any time. news. <laughs> BYU football players will play in a BYU football game. Incredible. Incredible. Broken here on the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Incredible. We got the scoop. The scoop. Guys will play. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to derail that. Nope. That was good. We, we finished with the captains. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mentioned the depth chart a little bit, but they just released their official depth chart for week one. Mm-hmm. Anything stick out to you guys? Noticeable omissions from this uh, depth chart. First, we have Chaz Ayu that is not on the depth chart, still, still injured, likely. Still. You know, so we assume that's we also know, yeah. kind of, you know, not great. Uh, Caleb Christensen is not on the depth chart as well. Perhaps another injury-related thing. I'm not sure what's going on there. One thing I do find extremely noticeable is we were hearing that Kingsley Sumataya was going to start at right tackle, or Sumataya, sorry, is going to start at right tackle. But he is listed as an or mm-hmm. on this one. We got Harris Lachance starting at right tackle, Kingsley Suomataia as an or. I am hearing, you know, basically from what everyone is saying, that Kingsley Suomataia will be the starter in like the bigger games where we're playing against bigger competition. But it's just interesting to see him not as a definitive one on the offensive line. Yeah, and Harris Lachance, the starter at right tackle, um, per the depth chart, right, mm-hmm. with they don't have to follow this. This no. could be complete hogwash. Yeah. I remember Washington put out one where all of their positions were just famous people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
They're just like celebrities. Anyway, Harrison Chance, he does have a lot more experience. Oh, he's more than capable. Yes, he's a redshirt redshirt junior, um, and he's been in A-Rod's system for a long time. So it's not like we should be worried that Kingsley isn't starting. It's just something of note. Um, Secondly, something that I thought was interesting was the amount of positions on the defense. Now, I don't even know if they do this every year, but there's 15 positions (laughs) on the defense. (laughs) So I'm looking here. I'm like Cinco, Rover, Flash, like O-N, D-N, S-N, like, I, there's a lot on there. I'm just going to wait until the game happens, and then we'll just see what happens from there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of creative names they have for different packages, I guess. One more noticeable thing that I will say before we move on. Our boy Corbin Green made the depth chart. Yo! Oh, shout out to Corbin Green. He will yeah. be traveling to Florida with the team. He is. He's a, he's a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Attaboy, Corbin. You. Well, uh, any uh, any other thoughts about BYU? Do you okay? Yes. I almost choked on my water. Oh, okay. But I'm good now. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. I'm alive. Go ahead. Um, any, any last thoughts about BYU? We will definitely cover this way more in depth. Talk about the matchup with USF along with all the other college football games from the weekend in next week's episode. Um, but anything before we move on to the most recent week of college football? Mm, not that I'll share now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to think we're good Bottle to go. up until Thursday. I'm going to A-Rod this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's let's see it. I will not answer that question at this time. Nice. Nice. That was straight up. That's good. Do we shoot an episode where we, like, ask each other questions and we try and do our best <laughs> coach answers? <laughs> see who can do the best at just giving non-answers. Honestly, yeah. yes. I'm totally down for that. Uh, All right. But let's move ahead into week zero recap. College football's back. <laughs> there was college football on my television all day long. <laughs> Yeehaw. It was Let's so go. beautiful. Let's go. All right. Uh, how was it for you guys? <laughs> Obviously, Justin's crying right now. <laughs> so it must so have been good beautiful. for him. Uh, Do you guys have any, uh, any thoughts? Just overall, how was it having college football back? Did it change your life? There's only yeah. one right answer. It's what Dan just said. It was yeah. a beautiful thing. It was like a long lost child has returned home. The prodigal, the prodigal son, prodigal son <laughs> is back in the loving arms of its parents. Us. Which is college football, and we are the parents. Yep. It's good to have you back, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I was so thrilled to have it on my television. I literally woke up at like, I set my alarm for like 7 a.m. And I okay. watched the countdown the game day show. The so countdown. Not the even game. the game day show. I will <laughs> say, game day. you know, I, those two hosts are not my favorite. So okay. I don't think I will be watching the countdown the game day show again. <laughs> Good to know. Watched college football game day, which is just absolutely amazing. Poor Lee Corso is like actually like we make jokes about him being senile. He might actually be senile. It, it is really. Is he still doing this? Like, really he's like, did you did you watch him? No, I that? didn't he, watch game day. Yeah. He, he he predicted that an SEC team would not win the SEC. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he was like bumbling. Dude, he's eighty-seven. Dog. Yeah, yeah, he was right, stumbling on. Yeah, Corso, Lee Corso has been a staple of college football game day. He is college football game day. He, but at some point, yeah. like I know, like, this is what he loves doing. But he's got to retire at some point. But that's beside the point. Before that, <laughs> then I was able to turn on my television and watch Austin PA actually compete against Western Kentucky, yeah. which was absolutely insane. Week zero, I loved it. It was amazing. 
the games were wild. Let's just say that. It did not disappoint. Um, Fumbles. Interceptions. Missed tackles. Safety. Emphasis on the missed tackles. Safety. Fumbles. Yes, safety. <laughs> um, yeah, it did not disappoint. The evening slate was a little less exciting than I expected. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, let's go over our picks real quick. Dan led the way in picks this week. He went 5-2, uh, and two, Justin 4-3, and three, and I went 5-0. and oh. Just kidding, I went 3-4. 3-4. and, four. Three and four. <laughs> So, Dan, uh, what would you like to say? Would you like a winner's speech? Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, my parents and my, my teammates. I couldn't do this without them. And my coaching, my coaching staff. I'm really close to Coach Jeff. And everything he does for me, he's like a second father to me. And I appreciate y'all, the fans, for everything, cheering us on. Day in and day out. Thank you. <laughs> I love like the band music. The, the music right. where they like try and get you to stop talking. The <laughs> it's like the Jeopardy or something. Yeah, anyway, it's like a mix of, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Dan, congrats. Yes, you absolutely. You you earned it. You earned totally. it. Downhill from you here. You saw what we could not see. <laughs> yep. And that was North Texas. Definitely did. No. For me and Nevada for Justin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's kind of just start off at the top. I think the marquee game of the weekend, which can be debated. Vandy might have something to say about that. But Northwestern Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland. Free beer. Um, yep. Wild, wild game. Uh, Nebraska. So I was watching it on the drive up to Logan. I went up to Logan. Right. Utah State game. See my brother. Uh, more on that later. Ogden. Ogden, excuse me. Yep. Um, so as I'm arriving at Ogden, the game's getting to halftime. Northwestern makes a great push um, towards the end of the half, takes the lead. Nebraska was looking pretty good. They gave up like a doy-doy touchdown on a blown coverage. So I was like, okay, they're still look kind of like the better team. Um, and then Justin just sending me updates about how Nebraska is just choking the game away and <laughs> Just hilarious fashion. Give us the rundown. What the freak happened? I was just spamming the chat. Like I was talking, like sometimes I feel bad because like I feel like Dan especially like opens our chat because no, no, and like he's on his phone less frequently than we are, and it just opens it to like Jared and I like twenty seven messages like yards. Of <laughs> Dan Dan like gets out of his MCAT or his college course. He's like. All right, what are my friends been up to? Just nothing. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, oh, so nothing. Basically, Nebraska was dominating. Scott Frost looks really good. Mark Whipple was calling an incredible game. Casey Thompson looked Casey competent. Casey Thompson literally looked like a Heisman contender. He had like this weird scramble where he ran backwards, spun around a bunch of people, was like tiptoeing the edge of the sideline, and hit like a 40-yard pass. Oh, yeah. It was insane. Casey Thompson looked like a Heisman contender. They were up 11 points. And then Scott Frost decided to try the onside kick the ball before the half. Why? Northwestern recovers. <laughs> all the momentum flips. Northwestern makes defensive adjustments at halftime. Mm-hmm. Nebraska does not adjust offensively. And it was just a total stalemate for Nebraska. Northwestern goes on this run and wins the game by a field goal. Ouch. Yikes. What does this mean for Scott Frost? <laughs> Losing to Northwestern in the season opener. Nothing good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> How hot is the man's seat? Ooh. Ooh. In uh, Buffalo Wild Wings sauce terms. There'll be some warm buns in the oven, I think. Yes. Uh, I'll say this. Decoldus Crawford can't do nothing about that hot oh. seat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
guys. That is bad. Scott Frost, like all the stats, you've heard them a hundred times. I'm going to say them again. Scott Frost, if he won his next 50 games in a row, would still have a losing, a, a worse record than Bo Pelini, mm-hmm. who was fired because he was not doing a good enough job. Well, he was also fired for like multiple DUIs and stuff, but yeah. But <laughs> wait, what's his record in one score games? Isn't it like seven and twenty-three or something like that? Yeah, it's seven and twenty, and and, and like zero and ten in, in his games. last ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just cannot win a close game. That's terrible. It's all come on, man. And this is Northwestern we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Why has Scott Frost not been fired yet? Uh, the only reason that people give you when you ask that question is because he's the golden child. He played there. He's coming back. I don't care. Fire him. <laughs> How long are you going to take this? He is a national champion head coach. Okay, true. Coach. He was the coach at UCF when UCF claimed their national championship. <laughs> I had so. forgotten. I had forgotten. National that was champion head coach. I mean, you can't fire national champ yeah. that quick. <laughs> but maybe you should because this well, isn't... Ed Ogeron got <laughs> off that quick. True. One year. Go Dragos. We're going to do the rest of the podcast today. <laughs> So nope, this, <laughs> I can't sustain that. Is this year six for him? I'm not sure. Or something like that. I don't know. He was not lot. the coach when we left on our missions. He was the coach when we got back, though. Yeah. All right, let me read you his records the okay. past few years. Okay. Last year, three and nine. Okay, best three-win team. <laughs> Very yeah. famous team. Uh, it wasn't his scoring margin. Like he actually he, outscored he had a positive his scoring margin. It was, I think it was zero. In the Big Ten. <laughs> it was zero. It, no, no, it was slightly positive in the Big Ten. Right. Yeah, and yeah. he went three and nine. Went three and nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before one that. And, one and eight in uh, Big Ten. COVID year, three and five. Another three wins here. Okay. Before that, five and seven. Ooh. Before mm. that, four and eight. Mm. And four and eight again. And that, so, uh, four and eight was his first year. So time. he's never been to a bowl game? Never. Nope. He's, he's never had he a winning season. He has not taken Nebraska to a bowl game. He Yo! won five games once. The rest have been four or three. Yeah. So I, it's I just bad. I just don't know like how long Nebraska will tolerate this. I just like I, I they they are literally the laughing stock of college football. There is nothing funnier than Nebraska right now. Oh yeah. I think Nebraska when they joined the Big Ten just kind of screwed themselves over. Because when they were in the Big 12, they could recruit in Texas. They could recruit in Oklahoma. They could recruit in all these Big 12 states that had a bunch of talent. Because they could promise them that they would play a team from their home state. And their parents would be able to come see them and whatever. They can't do that in Nebraska. Now, imagine trying to get a kid from Texas to go to Nebraska now. Their parents aren't going to be able to see any of the games because they won't play any games in Texas. And they have to move to freaking Nebraska. (laughs) They have to live in a cornfield. Like They have to be a corn husker. No matter how much that little t- TikTok kid that says corn, like, like, <laughs> it's not cute enough for these kids to come to Nebraska. Nebraska is just a dumpster fire. Fire everyone. Uh, is BYU to blame for this? Um, <laughs> what? 2015, BYU beats Nebraska. The BYU curse has thus ensued. Mm. Mm. True. Very true. What more can I say than this? No more. Has bit, has Wisconsin won the Big Ten West since we beat them? Yes, 2019. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> but they haven't won the Big Ten yet. They haven't. So there's your problem. There it is. <laughs> the BYU curse. <laughs> All right, so Nebraska lost 
miserably to Northwestern. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is Northwestern good? They looked okay. I'm going to say, yeah, Peter Holinsky or Holinsky? Holinsky. Peter yeah. Skaronsky, but Holinsky, the quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's Peter. Who knows? Maybe it's. <laughs> I think it's Taylor or Tyler Holinsky. Okay. Holinsky. Blank yeah. Holinsky. He played really well. He played great. He did not like push the ball down the field a ton. He didn't throw a bunch of deep balls. He was very efficient, though. I remember yeah. checking his scores at halftime, and he only had like three incompletions and like over 150 yards yeah. and a touchdown. And I was like, hey, that's not bad. If you're Northwestern, <laughs> that's all you need, right? Yeah. Play just like stingy defense, and if the other team makes mistakes, you don't. And so you capitalize and you beat them, which is exactly what they did. So I don't know if they're going to be like good, but they're going to be that team that will eat you if you just make a bunch of mistakes. Don't forget, it is an even year. And on even years, true. Northwestern does tend to compete for the Big Ten West. Yep. That is, that's true, because in 2018, they went to the Big Ten Championship game, and in 2020. <laughs> yeah. So they're back. They're back they're in 2022. They're due. They yeah, play a beautiful brand of football. Not beautiful. It's kind of ugly. Uh, they play a brand of football where they don't make mistakes. It depends on your point of view, right? It's if, fan-friendly. If you, are, if you are a Big Ten uh not alum, but like, or alum, I don't know. But if you're just like a homegrown kid from the Midwest that loves corn and loves football, this is your team. Oh, yeah. Just beat you up, play very physical, and win the game. Mm-hmm. Don't make mistakes, right? Yep. Listen yeah. to this. Holinsky was <laughs> saying different every time. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. 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 Oh, Ryan. Yep. Okay, my bad, Ryan. Sorry, dog. Um, 27 of 38 for 314 and two touchdowns, 86.7 QBR. I'd take that any day. I'd take that any day. Solid. Any day, give me those statistics. Solid. Yep. We also had another game going on. We're, we're talking a lot about this Nebraska-Northwestern game. Let's move on a little bit to the game that you said you were in attendance at, Jared. Oh-ho. Utah State took on UConn. That spread was pretty high. Did Utah State cover it? No. <laughs> no, they did Emphatic no. Not Absolutely not. They did not. Uh, let, me, let me start off. Um, so I was there. Uh, my brother's up at Utah State. Shout out, Cubs. Uh, we were up there. We went to lunch, and I figured out how much Utah State people hate BYU. Mm-hmm. It's scary how much they hate BYU. I almost wore my BYU hat up there, and I was like, okay, you know, like, I, they, they probably just don't hate us as much as we hate them. You know, like, no. They would have <laughs> probably drawn and quartered me oh, if I had worn a BYU hat. It was scary. Um... By the way, Big Game Boomer posted like the least bit of rivalries in college football, and Utah State was like top ten. Oh, please. I, was like, I, I I had to comment. I was like, "You've obviously never been to Logan." Yeah, you know, yeah. Ogden. Ogden, Ogden, Ogden. Excuse me. Asterisk. But anyway, Utah State vibes. Absolutely loved it. I honestly wish BYU was kind of more like Utah State. Uh, they have like this session before the game, the night before, where the coach came and like hyped up the student section. Told them they're gonna be right in their ears, and so they should look up like their ex girlfriends and like <laughs> the kind of food they like, and just make fun of them the whole game, get in their heads. Which the student section did, let me tell you. I'm sure <laughs> they did. Um, but UConn jumped out to a big lead, 14-0 in the first quarter. Utah State scored 24 unanswered in the second quarter. Final score 31 to 20. Um, Utah State needs to fix its run defense, or it's gonna be a long year. That's, oh, yeah. that's the story, I think, of the game. Yeah. Yeah, UConn looked a lot more competent than they should have, I feel like. Yes. Which brings the question, is UConn... 
better than they have been? Or is Utah State much, much worse than we thought they were going to be? I think UConn's actually better. Better than they think than we think they are. You know, they have a new head coach. They're playing well. They're running the ball well. Uh, their running back had 20 carries for 190 yards. Sheesh. That's nine and a half yards per carry. Oh my gosh. I think UConn, if they had a competent QB, because their starting QB did get hurt, so yeah. they had Zion Turner come in, who went 12 of 31 for Eesh. two interceptions and one touchdown. <laughs> nice. 12 of 31. 12 of 31. <laughs> if they had a competent quarterback, I think UConn is like in the mix to win that game. I don't think Utah State is bad. I do think they just didn't game plan for UConn because they didn't think they had to. They're hiding everything for Alabama, even though they're going to get the doors blown off them by Alabama anyway. <laughs> So I, I think it's a mix. I think UConn is better than we think, and Utah State just wasn't prepared. Yeah, that's that's exactly the uh, the kind of vibes I got. I don't think that if you play this game like Week 8, this is the same kind of game, right? I think yeah. this was definitely UConn, new head coach. They're fired up. I think you're right. I think they are better than people give them credit for. But Utah State obviously came in only wanting to run three plays on offense and three plays on defense. <laughs> they just wanted to walk out of there with a win. And that they did, but they obviously were not ready for the type of emotion that UConn brought to the game. My boss, actually, at BYUB, said something. Or actually, I can't remember if it but somebody at BYUB today was saying how games, uh, like emotion, is what's going to get you out to a good start. But talent and game planning, that's what's going to win you the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what happened. Okay. In the end, talent won out. Yeah. Um, but Utah State, that 20 carries for 190 yards, that's... I, I'm sorry. Yeah. That shouldn't happen no matter who you're playing. <laughs> Definitely not UConn. If you, if you think this Carter guy for UConn is going to do that... Can you imagine what Jameer Gibbs of Alabama is going to do to you? Yeah. Ooh, it's gonna, next week. It's going to be like two rushes for 190 yards. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so what does this mean for BYU? Uh, I will say, as a BYU fan, watching Utah State struggle, and also watching Wyoming get absolutely clobbered by Illinois, yep. um, I am hopeful because... but. It's hard to explain because I look at the game and I'm like, oh, if they're almost beating UConn, right? Like, we should handle them, especially with Chris Brooks and that offensive line. We should be able to run all over them. But I also have, like, these sinking fears that this is what's going to happen to BYU. Mm-hmm. We are going to be Utah State in the situation. Utah State will be UConn. We'll come into the game just wanting to get to Notre Dame, get to that 10 days of rest before, and UConn, or Utah State's going to come up put up 15 points and we're going to be in, you know, we're going to be in a dogfight. That's what I worry about. Yeah, so we do have, that's the fifth game of the season, Utah yeah. State. Mm-hmm. We've got a few more weeks to, you know, for Utah State to figure themselves out and for us to get some games under our legs. But, yeah, I think we'll, we'll want to keep an eye on Utah State this year because, you know, obviously it's the first game. You can't take a whole lot from it. Not from week zero. But they're going to need to learn some things from that game, I think. If they want to be as good as they want it to be, compete for Mountain West Championship and compete against BYU. Mm-hmm. Because that's Utah State's milestone, competing against BYU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, this means absolutely nothing for BYU. Nothing, like, when you're comparing rivals, right? 
they could be 0-11, and we could be 11-0. <laughs> and because it's a rivalry game, throw everything out the window, throw everything out the door. It's all going to be something special because it is a game fueled by emotion. And in rivalry games, that emotion lasts longer. Now, we do get the, we do get the ability or the um, advantage sorry, of having Utah State at home this year. So we don't have to True. deal with the herd or whatever the heck they call themselves up in Ogden. <laughs> but it, it's a very emotionally charged game. So throw out everything you know about either of the teams once once they start playing. It's just who wants it more in those games. And I think BYU wants it a little bit more this year. I would hope so. It'll be our last time playing them for a long time. Yep. Yep. We, we assume we don't know when they'll be on the schedule again. Um, they got to sing Wagon Wheel one last time before they put it to bed. Right? Before yeah, you put true. that thing in storage and you know dust it up every once in a while. Beehive boot. Yeah, with the beehive boot. Um one last thing about this game, this, that experience up at Utah State got me so amped for the BYU-Utah State game oh, because yeah. I saw how much Utah State hated BYU. It was almost like an emotional experience for me because that's why I love college football is for that emotion and that, like, they literally know nothing like, no, like people up at Utah State, they're just like, yeah, I've never been to BYU. I don't know anybody that likes BYU. All and I know, hate their freaking guts. All they know is how to farm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no cows. That's all they know how to do. <laughs> but like that, that just hate that just comes from just being attached to a logo. Like that hate that just comes from That's beautiful. It's beautiful to me. Um, <laughs> and Jacob did say one thing. They make... Millions of comments about how BYU stole navy blue from them, and they, so they can have. <laughs> that, that's what I said. I was like, "Oh, take it back, please. Don't want, we don't want need it. it. Steal it back, please." <laughs> but Jacob, as an undercover cougar, I'm, maybe I shouldn't say his last name in order. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if there's like some Utah State Aggies listening to this, and they want to like go kill my brother because <laughs> you fan. But um, as an undercover cougar. You know, Closet Cougar. That's what we'll call him. We'll call him Closet Cougar. Okay. Closet Cougar 25. <laughs> um, that actually sounds weird. Let's, <laughs> Let's maybe not call him that. Um, anyway. That. Closet Wife Head 25. Uh, Jacob wants BO to wear all navy when we play Utah State, oh. which is bad for superstitions. But he said it would be the most knife twisting the knife in the wound thing for Utah State fans <laughs> that to see BYU baby. roll them in their own color. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'm just gonna withhold judgment on the uniform combo that week. I just I will not I will not say anything. What if? Hear me out here. Okay, okay. We dug through our old equipment drawers. Okay. And found navy uniforms. With the old Mountain West patch on it. <laughs> and beat them in that. Yes. That would be an even bigger slap to the face. <laughs> that would be amazing. But all, all that said, I am very excited for that game because, like Justin said, it's going to be an emotionally charged game, and that's what makes college football exciting. Anything else from Week Zero, guys? Um, I don't know. I think we do have to talk about the last game. Okay. It was wild. Mm-hmm. It was not as competitive as we thought it would be. All three of us chose Hawaii. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Hawaii got absolutely schmoggle-oggled. Schmoggle-oggled. By Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was on the Timmy Chang hype train. Timmy Chang. How's that going? Yeah. Not good. Okay. They got blown the heck out. 
Sixty three to yeah. ten is not a good look. Against um, Vanderbilt. Against Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. Timmy Chang. I still believe in Timmy Chang. I do think Kay. Hawaii will be relevant in the Mountain West. Relatively soon. Maybe not this year. Yeah. But yeah, that was just that was tough to see. That was tough to see. It was uh it was almost like T V M A what they were doing to them. Oh. It just seemed that everything Hawaii did ended up being something good for Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. There was nothing Hawaii could do. Like before the end of the half or something, um, they're driving, trying to get in field goal range, 21 to 10, they're trying to cut it four before half, and then they throw a pick while they're in field goal range. Like, it was it was that kind of night. Um, is Vanderbilt a national powerhouse? I think you got to include them in that category. Right? <laughs> How many teams have won by 50-plus points? Uh, let me go through here. In the past couple seasons against an FBS school. That's true. Now, we don't need to consider the opponent. Why would we do that? No. <laughs> All we can say is Vanderbilt should be ranked next week. And let me tell you this. Vanderbilt is the only team with a 50-burger win this season. The only team. Alabama hasn't even done that. Nope. Ohio State? Nope. Georgia? Nope. Georgia can't even score 50 points if they mm-hmm. try. No, they can't. Yeah. Their defense might. <laughs> Their defense. Yeah. <laughs> true. Let me tell you this. For all you stats nerds and gurus out there, that's us. We all know that the only thing that matters is raw, unadjusted for opponent or for pace points. Yep. Just point score because that's what wins you football games, not opponent adjusted points. That doesn't win you football game. Nope. Just scoring the football wins you football games. Vanderbilt has the most of that of any team that has played this season. So, rank them number one. How can they not be number one? You have not seen Alabama play. Vanderbilt could be 10 times better than Alabama. The one person that voted Vanderbilt as I gave him a number one vote in the SEC East. <laughs> oh. Did they know something that we didn't? Time. They're Bill and Ted. Oh my goodness. Yes. Time traveled. You better listen. <laughs> I'm very excited to watch Vanderbilt just suck the rest of the year. But I, I guess let's make a little show bet. Show bet. Show bet. Will Vanderbilt win an SEC game this year? Yes. Whoa, that was yes. just unequivocal, no hesitation. Give me Mizzou. They're Doesn't even. Mizzou. Okay. Do they play Mizzou? They, they do play Mizzou. Mm. Okay. Yes. SEC East, baby. All right. Uh, Dan, are you taking it? I'm gonna have to say no. Ooh. Ooh. This leaves me I to decide. Gotta differ. The Who's fate the of the podcast. <sighs> I'm gonna go no. <sighs> Just because I feel like... <laughs> oh, be, ye of little faith. <coughs> just because it would be very Vanderbilt of them to win by 53 and then lose all the rest of yeah. their games. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, ye of little faith. Thou <laughs> shalt be punished for their... For thy in, uh, in, incredulousness. Incongruous. In, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> uh, briefly mentioned earlier, but can we get a... Safety alert... We had the first safety of the 2022 college football season when Nevada was backed up at their own 10-yard line and botched the snap into their own end zone, fell on top of it for the safety. The score of the New Mexico State-Nevada game for a good 10 minutes was 2-0. Yes. yes. I remember beautiful. I remember tuning into that and just like doing a double take, just checking the score and be like, what? 2-0? 2-0. Dude, my eyes deceive me? No, they do not. <laughs> well, what a week. 
what a week, a week is week right. zero is now behind us, and we look forward to week one, which starts on Thursday. Yeah. So, in light of that, what games are on Thursday? We got some big games. We got San Saint Francis, Pennsylvania, at Akron to kick things off. Wow. No, uh, the big ones, the headliners, West Virginia Pitt. Yep. Yeah. That's the backyard our, brawl. Our tipsy ten a little early. Yes, and our Penn State, Penn State Purdue also play on Thursday. So because of that, we'll be coming to you a little bit early. We'll be coming to you on a Thursday morning instead of a Friday morning to get you ready for how many straight days of football? Five straight days of college football, Thursday through Monday, baby. Beauty. Yep, a weekend watch guide will be posted Thursday at some point, Uh, so look out for that. That will actually be of use to you because there will not be only six games on uh, like last Saturday. Mm -hmm. So uh, be looking for that on the Royal Strong and True website, royalstrongandtrue.com. RoyalStrongAndTrue.com. You will also be able to find the link at the link in our Instagram and Twitter bios at LoyalToRoyalPod. Make sure you give us a follow on there. The the content is getting a lot more interactive. We're going to have a lot more memes going up as the college football season starts. So make sure you're following us and make sure you're participating and becoming part of this beautiful community. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Till next time. <laughs> Good stuff. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Goodbye now.